Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a climbing coach, business coach, and brain rewiring certified coach. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things climbing, business growth, and brain rewiring from a holistic point of view. You can hear more from me over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching and on my website, ladybetacoaching.com. You can find freebies for training for climbing, building your business, and brain rewiring over there. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am so pumped for you to hear today's guest, Maiza. She is absolutely incredible. We had such a great conversation and I'm so excited for you to hear part of her story. So before we go ahead and dive in, some updates. Um, I've been doing a lot of things, been uh, moving. This will be actually my third time moving this year and hopefully after that we are uh, not moving anymore. So moved to Leavenworth in March of this year, so 2021, and then moved in with my boyfriend who lives in Spokane uh, shortly after that. So I was kind of splitting time between Leavenworth and Spokane. They're about three-ish hours apart and just moved out of my Leavenworth apartment officially. My lease ended this month and I kind of knew always that I didn't want to live there through the winter. There's not much much climbing to be had. There there are some pockets of sunshine that can happen, but this uh, season has been rather rainy, rather wet, so not quite as good as we expected it to, so moved out of there. And then the uh, boyfriend and I, we just signed a lease together and are moving into a three-bedroom apartment. I'm going to have an office. I'm really excited about it, super excited about decorating. Can't wait to have my own space. I can kind of can't believe that I haven't had an office space. Running a multiple six-figure business kind of out of random areas. I've always had a desk. Um, Um, But yeah, I haven't had my dedicated space, so I'm really excited to see how this is going to positively affect the quality of things that I can put out and my creativity. So it'll be really fun to see if that changes things up. So yeah, I've gotten a lot of questions about where I'm moving to, and it's, it's Spokane, Washington. I've lived here on and off for almost the last... Ooh, almost 10-ish years. I've moved here and moved away quite a few times, but this is where my boyfriend lives and he has kiddos, so this is where we're gonna be. I'm super excited. And yeah, Spokane is a place that I'm very familiar with. There's tons of amazing, absolutely like high, super high quality sport climbs here. So excited to get after those in the spring, in the summer, in the fall when it's a little bit less gross out. And other updates just wrapped up the launch of Ignite. So excited to start with everyone the week of the 29th. So in about two weeks, that's going to be kicking off and that group will run late November through late February. So excited to support everyone in their journeys and I cannot wait to see what huge transformations happen in their businesses. So incredibly Like, I literally just can't wait to see what happens. Um, People tend to turn into completely different people at the end of working with me. I had, I actually just looked back through this today. I had my previous Ignite group look back at their introduction videos that we do in the beginning, really explaining who they are, what they do, what they're hoping to get out of the program. And one of the comments was, oh my gosh, who was that shy girl at the beginning of this program? I don't even know her anymore. So I'm really excited to see kind of the gains and confidence that they're going to get and how those shifts and transformations will ultimately reflect in their businesses. Things that I have coming up. So on Wednesday of this week, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, November 16th. So on the 17th, I will be having deep dive intensives going on sale. I am fucking excited for these. I have transitioned away from one-on-one coaching in the last year-ish and realized that I absolutely do love one-on-one. Like, it's it's something that I always knew, but I just didn't know what capacity I wanted to continue one-on-one. And these one-off sessions that get super deep, we get really detailed, we spend a ton of time together, they're the perfect solution. So I have both one and a half and three hours for options, and I'm so... 
Looking forward to diving deep with business owners. These are going to be perfect for things like creating programs, getting really detailed on what it is that you can offer people. So me and you working together one-on-one, coming up with a perfect offer for your audience. It's perfect for planning out things like launches, your launch strategies from start to finish, what that's going to look like. Are we going to do a workshop for you? How are you going to get people to sign up? How are you going to personally invite people to work with you? This is also perfect for those beginning stages of business as well. So if you're like, okay, I just started, but I'm not sure what steps to take after this, these sessions are also perfect for creating a content strategy and plan moving forward. I think that these are going to be honestly the perfect solution. If you missed out on Ignite, but are still wanting to grow a business or you have business questions, maybe you've been in business for a while, you want me to do an audit of your offers and really help you streamline what it is that you have to offer and make sure that you are offering things that are actually going to be bringing in money that people want and that we are keeping your offers and your product suite streamlined enough so that it's really clear how people work with you. I think a lot of people get stuck into that trap of creating so many offers and just kind of seeing what sticks, but really it's easier for your audience if you have a few select offers and making sure that you're building those offers out to the fullest so that they are the most effective and transformational that they can be. So again, those will be available starting Wednesday. I have very limited spots available. After purchase, you can use these one and a half or three hours within six months. So you can purchase now and use later if you are going to be doing something like graduating from school or you know later you're going to need help planning a launch. Would be happy and would absolutely love to work with you on that. Other updates. So I sent out a massive update email this weekend and there were five big updates on it. I've touched on a couple of them already, but another important one is Black Friday. So Black Friday, I'm going to be having a sale on all four of my training programs. These are downloadable training programs. They are, I mean, these are the way that I train. These are programs that are going to get you strong, super fast. They're really effective. I've gotten tons of great feedback on these programs. So I'll be having the four programs on sale for Black Friday, and I'm going to be donating a portion of the proceeds to both Climbing for Change, which is an organization started by Kai Leitner, and also the Loveland Foundation. If you haven't looked up either of those, I'll put links in the show notes to where you can learn a little bit more about those organizations. But the training programs, all four of them, will be up to 60% off, which is the most I've ever discounted them. And after this, they're gone. There, I'm removing them from my shop and I'll actually be fully moving away from my identity as a climbing coach, which is exciting, but also kind of scary at the same time. So this is kind of, we're going out with a bang. The training programs are going to be on sale. So each of these four training programs is very unique. I'm going to do a deep dive next week on each of them so you can really see, okay, which program might be right for me? Which one of these programs is going to help me reach my goals in the most effective and efficient way. So stay tuned for that next week. We'll be talking all things climbing training. Again, going out with a bang. Really pumped for that. Other updates. If you are a business owner and you have been confused by reels, me, I'm raising my hand right here. I am guilty of this. Reels are not a thing that I tend to love. Reels is a feature that Instagram has put out. It's kind of like short little video clips. Sometimes people do voiceovers. I think sometimes they're meant to be funny. Sometimes they're more educational. Just depends how you use them. But if you are a business owner and want to utilize Reels, I'm actually hosting a free 30-day Reels challenge. We started yesterday on Monday, but you can still join. Just send me a message on Instagram or an email. I'm chelsea at ladybeta.coaching. Let me know you want in. I will add you to the Slack group. We're doing one Reel a day for 30 days. So when Instagram puts out features and functions, they uh, they want you to use it. The algorithm is something that we can learn to work with and really use to our advantage. So what I've found is that by avoiding the uh, Reels feature is that my audience engagement, my audience visibility has actually gone down. So I want to start implementing some of these things and really seeing if I do focus on Reels for 30 days, is this going to do something for me? Yes or no? Really have fun with it. Really commit to the process and see what can happen on the other side. The whole goal of this accountability group, it's a free group, is to give each other ideas, to hold each other accountable, and to really just, I mean, honestly have other people going through it 
with you. I got this idea last Friday and knew I needed to act on it immediately. I don't typically struggle with needing external accountability, but for something like this, it really helps, I think, to have a lot of other people counting on me. So, if you want to join that, again, just send me a message. would love to have you in the group. We have almost 30 business owners in there already. Everybody is playing around with reels. We are having a good time. Super excited on that. Other updates. This is something that I have actually been thinking about for a year now, and I cannot believe it's actually going to become a reality. It still feels kind of surreal, but I will be launching a six-figure mastermind. This feels really big and really expansive. So at the beginning of 2021, I joined a seven-figure mastermind, and it was one of the things that helped my business the most. I have, it was a super powerful container. The coach that led us through was absolutely amazing. I went in there with the intention to learn a lot and to hopefully be able to run a group similar to that in the future, and I absolutely got everything out of it that I wanted, so I'm super super stoked to be able to run this six-figure mastermind. So the six-figure mastermind, what it is, is it's a six-month mentorship from me. We're going to be having a very small, intimate group. So I'm imagining and envisioning six women or less. Yes, this will be only for women where we are going to have multiple half-day intensives, we'll have calls, we will have breath work, we'll have energy healing, energy work provided by yours truly. I'm going through a certification course right now in order to be able to provide that. More details on that soon as I dive further into my spirituality journey, but we're going to have guest experts. It's honestly going to be amazing. It's going to be incredibly transformative. So if you are a business owner and you are consistently hitting around 3K in revenue per month, this is for you if you're wanting to hit six figures in 2022 or anywhere after that, this is going to be the group for you. I'm pumped on this. So if you want to join the wait list, I will include the links in the show notes for that. You can be the first to know when enrollment opens. This will be running from January through June of next year. We're getting, we're getting a start right away in the uh, new year. Year. Lots of big shifts and changes that can happen in the new year. There's lots of energy around releasing what isn't meant for us and stepping further into alignment. So I'm really excited to be running this. And of course, more details on this as more details come to me and as it starts to become a more solidified offer. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this interview with Maiza. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited for today's guest. We have Maisa here on the show with us. For those of you who might not know her, would you go ahead and give us some of your backstory? We are all so interested to hear. Yeah, um, my name is Maisa Lima and I am 33. Um, Originally born and raised in Brazil, uh, moved to the U.S. when I was 17, um, completely illegally with my mom. Um, started cleaning houses back in Seattle for about like 14 years. Um, when I was 26, I started um, climbing with the mountaineers. Um, I was really into actually alpine climbing and a lot of just big mountain snowy stuff. Um, and then a few years later, I was like, hmm, this rock climbing try hard thing is really cool. Um, single pitches and a lot of snacking in between. So I think I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> and I just didn't believe in my strength that much. But, you know, you start seeing results really quickly. And I just got really, really, really into it. And yeah, that's how I got into climbing. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Okay, there's so much that I want to dive into here. So, okay, what was the move like for you to the United States? How was that? <laughs> At such a young age, you were 17. Yeah, well, it was, you know, my first 512 is called Culture Shock, and that's exactly what it was <laughs> for me moving to. <laughs> yeah, moving to the US. It was like, here's this girl from the Amazon who's never. Um, traveled outside her own village before because we're too poor to do so and all of a sudden the first time she travels she she like lands in Seattle Washington in December a day before like snow tons so it was just like what is this whole new world like there's electricity everywhere and tv and running water and heaters and it was just mm -hmm. very insane yeah yeah and then yeah so you've been in the United States now for just a little bit. Well, you're probably coming up on living half your life in both half. places then. 
Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then, so at age 26, you start to get into climbing. What was kind mm-hmm. of like your draw into climbing? Were you like, Ooh, adventure or, Oh, I really want to stand on top of that thing. I just find it so interesting. What actually like draws people into the sport initially. Totally. Um, so I started hiking, um, when I was like 24 because my friends took me and I was just like, what? Like I grew up like walking everywhere. I didn't know people did that for fun. Like, that's so weird. Like all these mountains I see, there's actually trails where people go up. Like that was mind blowing to me. Um, and then like when I was like around 25, I saw a picture on Instagram of like world wall in Washington in Seattle area and just like a rope on the ground. But I, that just meant climbing, but I didn't really know what climbing was actually. I know people went up things, but I didn't know how or understand. And I didn't know what it entailed. I didn't know alpine difference of anything, right? So then my friend is like, hey, um, if you're that interested in something called climbing, I, I think I just needed more adrenaline. You know, I was going through a lot. <laughs> um, and then she's like, there, my dad did the Mountaineers like 50 years ago. And I was like, the Mountaineers? Yeah, she was like, yeah, go check them out. So I checked the website. And there's this one thing called sport climbing course. And I was like, well, hell, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to sign up. Like completely clueless. There was like climbing gyms everywhere. I just had no idea. And so I sign up and then like a month later, they send me this giant gear list of like harnesses and climbing shoes. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is. And ask my mom to come to our yard with me. And, and they basically like, oh yeah, yeah, no, we know. We'll just hook you up. And like, you know, I bought all the necessary equipments and showed up at the clubhouse clueless of anything or, or what to do. And like for the first time, went up this artificial wall that was like tiny, but I like freaked out halfway because I was super scared of heights. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I just went back for it and they were like, sign up for the basic alpine climbing. And I'm like, I just, I just thought it was more rock climbing, but six months later, I'm like on top of Mount Rainier. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I love that story so much. I mean, and that that's just a testament, I think, to your character too. It's like you decide something and you're like, I'm all in. Like, I don't need to know oh. all the details. Sign me up. We're good. A hundred percent. I never say no to any adventure. And I always think I'm going to learn something good from it. And if it's not good, I'm going to learn something from it. Yes. Oh my God. I love that mindset so much. So, okay. You went from Alpine kind of being that big focus and then transitioned mm-hmm. more into, I know you sent your first 513. It was uh, last year, yeah. right? Yeah. Less, uh, less COVID year. <laughs> yep. Yep. I remember that. Cause I remember following along on, on your journey and I was like, oh my God, any day now she's going to do it any day now. Ah, and I know. so how is that transition for you to go from like, okay, we have like these big objectives, you know, these huge long days to then just being like, all right, we're just going to try really hard. And maybe we only get a couple of tries on this project yeah. in the day. And then you got to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, it was like a lot of like, you know, I cleaned houses. Sometimes I cleaned houses, like five, five, six houses a day with my mom and driving all over, you know, like, and we would just spend all day. And then I went to the climbing gym to, to climb. Or I had to go do a, a really heavy weighted hike at night. Anything. Or wake up at four and go to the treadmill. And I think I was I was getting like really burnt out because I could just never take a weekend off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like going to sport climbing where you can just kind of get be chill, you know, at the base of the wall and just try hard here and there was like a lot more appealing, I think. Totally. <laughs> and so, and what I said when I started, like I sucked so much. Like it took me like six months to even climb a five nine in my gym. And then I said, if I ever climb a five ten plus outside ever, I'm gonna be the happiest and most satisfied person in the whole world because I just didn't seem that it was ever possible. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you did it. Yeah, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, you know, we're never satisfied. We're humans and we always want more out of it. And so obviously you find your first five, 10 and you're already thinking 11s and 12s and 13s. And so, yeah, we just always want more, you know, it's, it's never enough. Totally. Yeah. I, I resonate with that completely. We always think, oh, when I reach this, when I do that, then I'll be happy. And then your, your brain is like, <laughs> what's next? You're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're doing one project thinking about the next one. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, okay. For you, how do you deal with that then? You know, it's like, how do you give yourself enough time to celebrate and be proud of yourself? And really, I think kind of like lock that feeling in and balance that with, okay, I do still have other goals and objectives. Yeah. I think like you said, is like having other goals and objectives. Like I really like lifting and I really like, um, 
running or whatever, right? So like I have all these different other goals. So I'm like, okay, I sent one 513. I'm super happy for the season. And I'm going to go do this long backpacking with my husband, or we're going to go do this fishing trip together. And it's all about, or I'm going to try to do my first front lever this year, something like that, because there are other joys, you know? Um, <laughs> I love cooking. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to create the coolest recipe ever. And so I spent a lot of time in the kitchen. <laughs> so it's, oh, it's all awesome. about finding balance, but it's, it's not easy. It's, it's easier said than done. Right. You are. Yeah. You're obviously a very multi-passionate person. I mean, I got that vibe from you from the first time I ever saw your profile. You're a sponsored athlete. You're a setter. You go out and do these like huge objectives. And then the next yeah. day, you're, like trying to project 513. And I was like, holy shit, this girl, she does so much. So yeah, I mean, it. I think a lot of people might think like, wow, that's just like so much to balance. But it sounds like for you, that really like keeps you kind of focused and it allows you not to burn out in those specific areas. Exactly. I, I think, and I think I've been burnt out so many times and I've been injured too much because of a, one note. Right. Um, and so I think it's very important to have like all these goals and balancing them. Holy crap. What a mess. Right. <laughs> we never know like what's next. And I never try to like plan too much because I'm a victim of like, oh, I didn't wake up feeling super good today. I'm going to completely shift my focus and do this instead. So I just try to like wake up and see how I feel that day and just going to go with it. Even for training, like I skip so many training days because of dealing with insomnia. Like it's insane. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into your training then a little bit too. And I think, yeah, I just want to like reiterate what you said is like being able to go with the flow like that is Mm -hmm. I think in the long run, so much more beneficial because the days that you're feeling on and good, like you're just going to get so much more benefit out of that training session. than if you're just trying to like really force and push yourself through it and your body's just like, I'm not here today. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, I think I'm a big believer of having a coach um, and someone that can give you a plan and like a flexible plan too. Um, So you can listen to your body because I've pushed myself in the past when I was absolutely like with two hours of sleep for like three days or four days. And it just didn't work out, right? Like there are no gains, you're super burnt out. And so the last year, what I've learned is like, okay, if I wake up extremely drowsy and just zero energy, just allow yourself to do some yoga and some stretching instead, um, you know, and some recovery workouts or take your dog for a walk instead of just like, I'm going to lift so heavy. I know I feel like shit, you know, and it just doesn't work out like that. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. yeah really just ends up making you yeah feel worse and I like what you said too about like allowing yourself to do those things because yeah I think a lot of us I mean especially women we're super hard on ourselves and we almost see it as like a failure like oh I planned to do this thing and then my body like wasn't going to keep up so therefore it's a failure instead of just switching that mindset and you're like actually I get to go do all of these other things and that's probably going to be way better for me exactly I I 100% agree with that I think like you're not going to perform well at the gym and you're going to get mad at yourself anyway. You're going to be like, <laughs> I suck. I can't climb anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you have all these people with expectations around you thinking you can climb anything, but they don't know how you, how your <laughs> night was, you know? <laughs> so I'm just going to walk away from it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So what are your goals right now? And then what does your training look like to reflect that? Oh, that is a really interesting question. So the last year I have not trained. <laughs> love it. Oh, I love it. We'll get into that. It is, yeah, yeah, exactly. I have not trained. Um, I had not had the time. The biggest focus was building this cabin and I had to just fully like help my husband to focus on that. And I'm going to tell you that was my favorite month out of this entire year. It was like the most satisfying thing we've ever done. Um, and so I just had so much work going on from then and a lot of traveling and getting my guiding, you know, um, my SPI exam like done and all these things. So like it it has been really hard to balance, um, work and climbing. And I think that's one of the biggest things when climbing is work. Um, (laughs) and so, yeah, it's just like, okay, I, I knew I had goals to climb, um, a few more 513s this year. And it clearly didn't work out because I literally had two weeks to project a 513. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like I said, because I fell on the chains talking shit to my husband. I oh. still feel it doesn't count, right? And I, I got injured because I was pushing myself too hard after not climbing for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. 
oh, my heart and that story. Yeah, I I feel like I've totally done the same thing. And I was like, damn it. Like, just stay on track, stay on focus. <laughs> it's it, The focus is so important. I think sometimes we forget that like even the easy parts like can can make you fail, right? You, you yeah. have to be focused even on the easy parts. Like it's not about just pulling the crux and being like, haha, I've done it. You know, mm-hmm. if you're sitting on a five, six slab and you decide to look down and talk smack, like shit can happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yeah. I think that's going to be the, uh, the tagline for this episode for sure. It's, uh, managing our expectations. So I want to talk about the, the cabin build and then we'll kind of circle back to your goals. Cause we did actually have a listener question about the cabin build and I was following your Instagram stories throughout that process. And I, the, the thing that I got from that was like, holy shit she works so hard. Like you guys hustled your asses off to make that cabin happen. So what was that like for you? Oh my God. It was like, so my husband is a freaking genius, right? And he designed (laughs) the whole thing and ordered all the materials, like absolutely like with no help. And he was just like asking me for all these helps, but I basically just had so much going on that I'm like, you figure it out and I'll help you when it's time. Right. So we're finally okay. We have 30 days. We have to drive almost 30 hours and we enclose our trailer with like, I don't know, plywood, whatever, and drove this thing with 10,000 pounds or or so across the country. And we get there, we start working the first day because we knew we had 30 days. I think the downside was we paid someone to come and help because this guy is a genius framer. And he never showed up and he no. completely ghosted us. Oh. Yeah. And so the plan was to be fully done and leave it like rented by the time we were coming home. And that would have been totally possible given that we'd be like three people, mm-hmm. but that never worked out. So when we realized the guy wasn't going to show up, he comes to me and he says, okay, what do you want to do? Because if we start, we need to make sure this thing is waterproofed and fully closed because we're not going to be here in another year. And the wood were just kind of rotten, right? So I was like, totally. let's do it. <laughs> let's oh do gosh. it. And, and so he was like, are you sure you, you're going to have to work your ass off? And I'm like, we've done th- projects together before. And you know, I'm like all in. And so we, the excavator guy didn't show up. We had to dug all the foundation by hand, dig um, under the rain for like 12 hours straight. So because the concrete guy was a scheduled and we're like, it's fucking happening. He shows up, we're still digging. He, he was patient enough. Like it was six hours of run, running up and down the hill and sliding. And like, I was on my butt more than I was on my feet because it was oh so God. muddy. You know, the red, right? It's just mud. And so we're like, we're like made it happen. The guy was like in disbelief of what he had just like seen. Right. And, uh, and we just did a lot under the rain, like a lot. And then we had to lift all these like 1200 pounds, like basically trees because it was like a tree house looking looking thing like on a steep hill with like only ropes grigris and polies and it took us a full day to lift six of those things wow it was was like absolutely like nobody would believe this shit like like we couldn't believe the ropes were like actually holding these things in place you know and and yeah and from there we just hustled like 14 hours a day we didn't have a single rest day we knew what we had to do and like day 12 is when we actually started doing the woodwork and like framing and making, you know, actually making things happen. And by day 28, we're like fully waterproofed and with the roofing up and, you know, everything like a driveway done. And yeah, it was so much work. <laughs> that is incredible like that is absolutely like mind-blowing like you could have done a show on that like 30-day cabin build with two people or something you know something totally yeah that was definitely the most engagement I've ever gotten in my life and I don't know if I'll ever be able to get that much engagement again (laughs) (laughs) oh I love it um what was the biggest takeaway for you during that process like so start to finish you walk away day 30 what did you learn about yourself Oh my God. So I think I learned that like, if we put our minds into like something, a certain goal, if you just stick with it and stay focused, like you can make miracle happen, right? Like there's just this thing about making things happen when you're fully in and work, you know, you just, you don't see that you're tired. You don't see anything, right? You're just like fully there. And obviously like my relationship with my husband, like we, 
worked so well together and we were so much closer after everything was done because we're like, hell yeah, we did this together. Like we pulled this shit off. (laughs) We were so proud of ourselves. Yeah. Major. That's major teamwork right there. And I mean, yeah, having that shared common goal too, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I could literally feel the hustle when I was watching you guys do that. <laughs> yeah. It was so intense. Yeah. That was incredible. Okay. So you finished the cabin build and then you get back into climbing and was that when you t- kind of tried the 13? Oh, so the cabin build was this year. Oh no. So that's not when I tried the 13. So I finished the cabin build, I get home and I have a day to pack and go to 10 sleep because I had to do to start filming what's in the name, um, the film that just came out. And so, yeah, I we filmed there for a few days um, and I was like raw. I was so tired. I literally had one day in my house to go back and repack. And so like climbing was the last thing in my mind. So like filming was really, really difficult. And then we all just get back to Great Falls and I go straight into like um, trying to send my routes that I had bolted, but I didn't have time to like even try them before I left to Kentucky. Um, And then we did that. We filmed for a few more days and then I had one day to pack and go on that road trip, um, 30 day road trip before Drunko. So then I'm like 30 more days in a road. We drove 228 hours in 30 days. And that was like very intense. (laughs) oh I think a lot of people I mean including myself like don't realize how much work it is and how organized you actually have to be when you're a sponsored athlete oh god it was absolutely insane I mean like imagine just being away from home for this long like you know you have to put your shit together in a way or the other (laughs) it was really hard so yeah and then and then I got back and obviously I climbed like maybe four pitches during the entire trip mostly just for like content um so you know on the road sitting in the car eating crab you don't feel that good about yourself but I got back and I was like I'm gonna I'm just gonna train and like take it chill and then I got sucked into the the project because I climbed the route and I was like, this is so cool. I could actually send this route real quick. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was dealing with a lot of like anxiety and I wasn't sleeping for like days at end and trying to like project something. So <laughs> that, was, that was dumb. Yeah. Well, I mean, you like, it's, it's like, we don't know any better, you know, because that's like what we're used to. And then add on all of that extra mental stress. And we're like, but the only way I know how to function is what I've always done before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, there's that thing about feeling good about yourself when you just haven't climbed anything, you know, in the entire season and you're just like, oh, might as well just prove to myself that I can still be a climber. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you feel so away from it after spending so much time, like not even like dedicating any time to it. Yes. Yes. And yeah, it's like giving yourself that grace period too to like come back to it. And yeah, mm-hmm. I've definitely fallen into that trap before where I'm like, nope, I'm yeah. just gonna go ham. And your body's like, uh, excuse me, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like that's the question. How are we how can us, especially women, be more graceful to ourselves? Yeah. You know, like we're we we just we're not like bred that way. <laughs> we're so hard. Right. Yeah. We're trying, we're trying to operate, you know, as essentially like the male counterpart, we're trying to operate as if like we, we have that go, go, go energy all the time, which of course we can, we can harness. You're a a great Testament to that, but we do also need like that ebb and like the flow. We need the flow a lot. Yeah, we do. We do. And like, man, every time I'm like right, right next to my period, I start getting super mean and like super just like I get really homesick I just need to go home I just need to go home like I have you know I'm just like very sensitive and I just need to come home you know so (laughs) dealing with that too is like really stressful Yes. It's almost like, I mean, so in the, in like the business coaching world, a lot of coaches, they kind of like sync their cycles in their business when they, you know, like host different events and workshops and things like that. And periods of time Mm -hmm. where they're going to be more extroverted. And I totally resonate with what you're saying about like getting close to your cycle. And you just, it's like that home, that grounding. And that's literally what happens is like, we're supposed to like come back home to ourselves and really just be in our own energy and not necessarily be like super extroverted and being interacting with a ton of people at that time 
That's so true. That is so true. Like even social media, you're like completely away. You're like, I don't feel like posting anything today. Like just stay away from it and let it go. Yes. <laughs> yep. And just trust that it'll come back when it, when, when you're through that. When period. it does. Yep. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> All right, so if you know me, you know I always have to have like a million beverages in a day. Okay, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I always have to spice things up. So I usually have coffee, tea, kombucha. I have my other drinks, like my red juice from Organifi. I have my chaga mushroom tea that I really love. I always have my Organifi either Harmony or chocolate gold at the end of the night. But I've actually been drinking something new lately. So it's also from Organifi. It's called Pure. And it helps with mental clarity, which is something that I definitely need. So my job involves a lot of talking. It involves a lot of communicating with people. And I can tell real quick when my brain isn't quite firing how I want it to be. These little packets have helped me so much. They're caffeine-free, which is awesome because for me at a certain point in the day, I just can't have more caffeine. Usually it's past 12 p.m. or I'll end up staying up way too late and then waking up way too early, not getting enough sleep. So I love that these are caffeine-free. They have lion's mane mushroom in them, which helps to support mental clarity. It helps to support being focused, feeling like you have less brain fog. This is honestly one of my favorite mushrooms. I drink it in my coffee every single morning because I really want to feel sharp. I want to feel on it. These little packets also have aloe vera. They have apple cider vinegar, ginger root to help with digestion. They have digestive enzymes in there, a little bit of coconut water, lemon. It kind of tastes like lemonade. I absolutely love it. I've been taking one of these mid-morning right before I dive into work. So whether that is recording modules for a new program, getting on client calls, sitting down to write content, it really just helps knowing that, okay, like this signals to my brain. It's such a good pattern that like, okay, you take this, you're going to get into focus mode. Like it helps to really like solidify that pattern and be that trigger for, okay, now this is focus time. This is work time. These packets are super easy to take on the go. I love having them just around the house. I have an entire box literally sitting right in front of me right now. They come in a pack of 30, so you can be fully stocked for the entire month. And if you want to try them out, you can use my code LADYBETA for 15% off. If you go to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, so it's Organifi with an I, and use that code LADYBETA, you'll get 15% off your entire order. Some of my other favorites are, like I mentioned, the chocolate gold, and the Harmony, oh my god, it's so good. It's like adult hot chocolate with hormone balancing benefits. I also really love the vanilla protein as well. That's one of my top favorites. It's plant-based. It's delicious. I'm like blown away at how good it is. And I really love the red juice as well. Like you honestly can't go wrong with any of their products. If you end up getting one, be sure to tag me on Instagram stories. I would love to see what you got. And you can join the beverage train with me. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about filming. I'm definitely going to link that movie in the show notes, and I'm absolutely going to go watch it right after this. How was the filming process? Um, it was very interesting. Uh, we definitely had a way tighter deadline than expected. Um, the weather in Montana didn't get good enough um, until very late, actually. And and then, like, I went on this boating frantic, right, where, like, I'm boating quartzite, which is probably one of the hardest rocks to boat is like crystal and most people won't boat that because it's just too much work uh, so uh, you have to change your drill bit every inch otherwise it will just melt and so you have you keep changing drill bit over drill bit and you're just like trying to pound through this rock like forever so that was like insane but i think for me a good learning experience you know you, you got to start somewhere mm-hmm. um and yeah, the film was just so cool. Um, I always, obviously, I always wish I had done more or done better, right? There is that, you know, we always want more kind of thing. Um, but there's just so much potential. I feel like this is just the beginning, you know, I have like this passion for like boating and developing routes and like, 
and, you know, honoring people um, with like route names and whatnot. And so I think it was just a good way to tell like the beginning of this story. Yeah. That, I mean, that's so special too. So how did you get into route developing? Um, on my own. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Love it. <laughs> yeah. I told my husband, I want to go develop routes. And he says, well, I'll show you how to, I had used the drill, like modeling our basement and stuff that, you know, because we, um, we have concrete basement. And so I had used it and I had, I knew how to like put bolts up and stuff like that. So he went up with me, he showed me how to put one bolt. And then I just started like kind of creating, right. Like just figuring it out. Like I wanted to do it all by myself and, you know, and I just did this trips where I just go and wrap from the top and like figure out a cool line and, you know, and bolts and, and be creative on my own. I love that time where I'm just there by myself. Um, it's so cool. And I just have so many other like spots that I want to bolt. I mean, there's endless rocks um, here in Montana. And so I'm like, God, give me more time. I just need more time. I just want to yeah. do it all. That's like your vacation is actually like very physical labor right there. Just, you know, changing that drill bit every inch and just really working your yeah. body. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the walls were so overhung. I've, I've like, I've never felt so beat up in my life after I bolt, then like after I climb, I'm okay. But after I bolt, I'm like destroyed and sore for days because you're like trying to keep your body close to the wall and trying to hold into something so you can drill. And like, it is so physical. I believe it. And I mean, yeah, there's all that planning and organization too, with wrapping and safety and making sure that, you know, yes. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you buy yourself without any service, like you really have to pay attention to what you're doing. And so, yeah, I think just the being careful part is like so important. Yeah. And that, yeah, that just feeds into too, like the, the soreness the next day, because I mean, <laughs> not that you're on edge the whole time, but yeah, it's just, it's an added layer of stress. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I think, you know, we, we see a lot of men developing routes and that is great. And we, we really appreciate having things to climb on, but maybe there are some women in the audience that feel drawn to this. What would be your advice to them to either get started or to kind of like get a little bit more interested in developing? I think most women are really afraid of actually using a, a power tool and they think it's like the hardest thing and it's so intimidating. But I feel like a lot of women are also intimidated to start climbing because I keep hearing, oh, I'm going to start working out. And as soon as I have muscles or my upper body is stronger, I'm going to start climbing. And mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. I think it just, first of all, you, you want to do it like, okay, who can you connect to that can teach you how to do it? Right. Um, that's like the, the biggest thing is just like, just go after it. Like it's simple, as simple as climbing, as clipping a rope, as like putting bolts on. As obviously there is everything like understanding the land and, and, you know, the rules around that, but it's, it's really simple and it's very satisfying. And I went to Smith Rock and I put up a route there with uh, five other girls just because they really wanted to learn how to use it and how to boat. And I keep inviting everybody to just come to Montana, and, like boat a route with me because we have enough rock that everybody would have a chance to like vote. So yes, if you're interested, just come my way. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's, I mean, that's so empowering to like, sure. You could post in like a Facebook group or something, but I think it's what you're saying. Like, just take that chance to put yourself out there. Like take that mm -hmm. chance on yourself that you're led to this thing for a reason and beautiful things can happen through those connections. I love, I love what you just said. It, it is definitely just that. Yeah. You just gotta, you gotta take that first step. And then the universe is like, all right, I see it. I will provide you with opportunities. You know, I gotta say something. I love how you talk about the universe and like asking what you want. And I've been approaching life a lot more like that lately and things have completely shifted and come my way. Oh my <laughs> I had to tell you that because like, I've learned that from you just like speaking and asking. I, I listened to a podcast um, I think at the Nugget Climbing podcast with you on it, and that completely changed the way I asked for things and view things. And things just happened so much this year for me that, like, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is unbelievable. 
Oh my gosh. That's literally the nicest compliment I think I've ever gotten. Um, like, yeah, the fact that I just had like that much impact and yeah, for me too, it's changed so much. Like all of a sudden you're like so much more in control of what happens to you. And you like, it's Mm -hmm. like this, take this power back type of moment. And it forces you to get really clear on like, what do you want? Exactly. And I swear to God, like everything I've asked for has come my way but with a bonus, like better than I asked for. Like, like, no, you're not asking hard enough. Like here's some, here's what you really deserve, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. Epic. Yes. I tell my clients this all the time, especially with business. Like we're just like playing small all the time. And the universe is literally just waiting for us to ask for that, like really big, scary thing. And we like tiptoe out and we're like, what about like this? And the universe is like, okay, but like, more maybe like I've been waiting for you to ask come on yeah like do it with intent right (laughs) yes okay oh my gosh I love it yeah everything that you wanted plus a bonus I mean yeah if that doesn't get people into like okay take some time and get clearer on what you want and then actually start to like verbalize it because yeah it can be really scary in the beginning Mm because you know Mm -hmm. your self-worth is all mixed up in there and we're not maybe used to asking for what we want but once you actually take that step it's ex- exactly like the route developing, like the opportunities that come your way are incredible. Yes, absolutely. That's so true. Okay. I love that. Let's talk about your goals now, because I know you got a lot of them and feel free to dive into whatever areas and regions of your life. You don't have to just stick to climbing. Cause I know you have like lifting goals. I'm sure you have um, other goals with like sponsorship <laughs> goals. So feel free to dive into all of those categories. Yeah. So that is funny, right? I totally ask the universe so much for what I want. And I'm like the worst person at setting goals. And I actually cried, like when you watch what's in the name you're going to see, because like when the producer asked me, what were my goals? And like, how do I set goals? I started crying because I said, I lived illegally in this country for 15 years. I lived in fear in this country for 15 years. Do you think I ever set goals? My goals was to just not get pulled over and like by the police and get sent home, you know? And every day I didn't have a, ch- a chance or like, like any meaning to set goals because I was too terrified that like they weren't going to come true because I was just going to be sent home. And so it's still, na- it's still now really difficult for me to even set goals because I'm just too afraid that they're going to be taken away from me or that I'm not going to follow through. Right. And so I think I'm like setting small goals and increments nowadays. And obviously, you know, I want to climb more 513s because I'm too scared to say that I want to climb 13 pluses. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You know how it is, right. I want to like do my first, like, like hold like 10 seconds of one arm lock cops because I'm too scared that to say that I want to do one arm pull-ups, things like that, you know, that like, we want more, but we're just settling for last because we're too afraid to fail on like the, on the higher end of things of what you really want. <laughs> so. Oh, yes. Yes. And thank you for sharing that too. That was, that was incredibly powerful. And I think you have a ton of self-awareness, you know, really when it comes to you and what you want, and now you're just allowing yourself to dream big. And like, I, I feel that through talking to you is like, you're, you're really like dipping your toes in the water. And I think, you know, maybe one thing too, is like, you're actually just proving to yourself by setting these like smaller, more incremental goals that like, you can literally accomplish whatever you want. So then it makes Mm -hmm. it maybe a little easier to then be like, okay, do I actually, okay, maybe 514. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Actually. I know. I know. Wouldn't that be so cool? But it's like, okay, but what if I can't train? What if I still with my insomnia problems, like you know, in the years to come, what if I work even more this year than I've ever next year than I've worked this year, then I really won't have time. So like, it's, it's terrifying, but it's all about like deciding what you want and actually going for it instead of letting just life take you all over the place. And then that's the balance I'm trying to find, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Because I feel this like it was just like, Oh yeah, go ahead. You go, you go. No, I was just saying, because this year was just like, yeah, this, it was awesome and it was beautiful, but it was like this roller coaster when it came to climbing. I did a lot with climbing, but I didn't achieve my climbing goals. Yes. Yeah. And I like everything that you just said, I just 
I felt it in my body. Um, because like me growing a business, I like, that was my priority. I was like, okay, I'm going to create this thing. That's going to create, you know, income for me, stability for me and climbing, like went on the back burner. And I was like, that can just stay Mm -hmm. there for right now. Mm -hmm. And it really is. It's like all about like, what are your priorities? And it's, it's like really every single day, like being like, okay, if I have this goal, I want to climb 514, but I only have like very limited amount of time to climb. Like, it's like not letting those Mm -hmm. thoughts sneak into your head that like you have to, it has to happen a certain way, you know, like, oh, I have to be training in order to do this things it, it's like every single day you have to just like prove to yourself like actually it doesn't have to be that way and I think you out of anyone like if you did set your sights on that like I have zero doubts that it would happen even if you couldn't train amen I I, I will take that you know I'm a great skipper too so <laughs> you know I might like send something here and then you won't hear from me like for years <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like sending something really hard it's always been like that like I could never even send a five nine because of mentally I was a mess. And then my first route that I actually sent outside was five twelve a right. Um, and then I, that's when I realized I could climb. Oh my god, no! Okay, I can fall on overhang. Cool, I'm gonna climb this route, right? And so, and then I climbed twelve b's, and then all of a sudden I climbed thirteen b. So like that is like huge jump. But like I'm I'm climbing and I'm building it. It just doesn't mean that I'm like intensely always projecting something. <laughs> so. Oh, that's such an excellent story. I'm so glad you shared that too. I I hope other people will really take that to heart. And yeah, it's, it's like, okay, maybe you can't climb the five, nine, but like, fuck it. I'm going to get on the five twelve. Why not? Like more my way less scary. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More inspiring. (laughs) Like it actually is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause people are always asking like, how did you get over fear, fear of falling? Because I swear to God, every time I jumped on anything five, nine or five, 10, like I was confident into the second boat and then I would just absolutely break down and cry and have to come down. Right. Because I, I thought I was going to die every time. And how you get over that fear is you try something hard that, you know, for a fact, you're going to fall, but you don't have time to think about it. Guess what? Like, Cause you're trying really hard. So <laughs> then you just try hard and, and then you get super psyched anyway, because you love it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. You don't give yourself time to think and be afraid. You just like, you either yeah. have to execute or you're going to fall. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's no better way. Just try something hard. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. I need to incorporate that into when I talk about fear of falling is like, actually, you just need to get on something that's like four grades harder than what you're used to. And then yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so excellent. Okay. So really proud of you for setting, I think those smaller, more incremental goals, because yeah, it's like, it's learning how to trust yourself, learning that like, okay, this shit is really possible for me. So what does the rest of your year look like? Oh my God. So I wish I could tell you, um, but I had to sign a secrecy document that I can't, um, spill the beans how it says, but there is something really, really incredible coming up. Um, I am actually flying on Thursday for I don't know how long, because it really just depends how I perform, but I'm going to be out somewhere. And yeah, this is probably going to take the rest of my year, or it might just take a week. Like this is a crazy thing because I don't know. Right. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. And then I'm coming back home, um, eventually. And my plan is just to train. Like I love winter because that's when I actually get to be home and actually train and feel absolutely good about myself. And I think my biggest go climbing wise is not just a grade is more like my finger strength. My finger strength is garbage. Like you would laugh of my finger strength. I think I'm like very good technically and I have really good hip flexibility and that's why I can climb hard, but my fingers are awful. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's, my goal. <laughs> We're all I'm just gonna be sitting on the edge of my seat until I figure out what it is that you that you're doing. I'm like, so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I could not believe this opportunity. Um it like I said, like you ask something and, and it comes your way, and that's exactly what happened. But like when you ask, you don't know what it looks like until it mm-hmm. comes, right? And you're like, hmm, sounds like something I asked. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. such a good reminder too, is like, we have this very like narrow definition of, you know, what success looks like or what the next step looks like. And then the universe is like, well, actually like he, you need to broaden your mindset a little bit and 
know, it's not going to come in the way that you think it's going to, but you again, have such great self-awareness that you're like, Oh, that is the thing I asked for. It's just in a different package. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like, well, I think this is a perfect package. I just didn't think of it. Exactly. Okay. So tell me something that you are really into right now. It can be a book, a podcast, maybe it's a different hobby or activity. It doesn't even have to be climbing related. I'm just, I'm super curious. Yeah. Well, there are many things. Um, Right now I'm trying to focus on my eating habits and just trying to figure out like my food sensitivities and things like that. And I'm super nerd about this kind of shit. Um, I was depriving myself a lot of like pets and it bit me back really hard. So now I'm just trying to be more aware of those things and cutting certain things and, and just trying to play it, you know, because I think like your eating habits can play a lot on your, on your um, how to say, uh, performance, right? Um, so that's something I'm learning super hard about right now. Um, and then the other thing, I just blanked super hard right now. Um, oh, so I'm finally reading every single book about um, mental like mindset when you approach like fear and things like that just because I I feel like this year I'm I think I haven't gotten that much climbing in as I usually do and I feel myself over gripping a lot more on the wall I get pumped way faster um, and I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from because it's not necessarily a fear of falling so there's something else in there and you know sometimes we think that we only get like like scared or shaky on the wall when we're like afraid of falling but there's just so much more behind it you know and so like just trying to like dig into your mental and just really trying to figure out like why you're so tense why you're over gripping like why you're holding your breath so much so yeah I'm really trying to like understand that yeah, those are, those are great. And I mean, it's, it's you working on your climbing with not necessarily like being on the wall. It's doing all the things that maybe get put to the back burner, but you're like, nope, I'm actually going to like take control and take charge of this and work on these things, even if I can't necessarily climb as much as I want. Absolutely. Yeah. So after, so two weeks ago, I went to St. George and I climbed for two days with my coach. And I was just telling her how I suck because I haven't been climbing and like, I'm so weak right now. And I climbed with her and I performed like super well, right? I'm like pulling super hard. I, I have amazing strength. Like I'm actually really proud of that. And she's like, don't you think you're telling yourself that you suck? And that's what, <laughs> that, and then you believe in it. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's the answer. I'm believing myself. I'm letting myself believe that I, that I suck, you know, because I'm telling myself that constantly. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, those moments. I've had many of those where somebody just calls you out and you're shit and you're like, uh, yes, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> we'll change my behavior now. Exactly. Exactly. So I came home and I'm like, okay, time to like be more confident on yourself and like work on the mental skills because obviously that's what's holding you back. So, Ah, oh, I mean, and I can tell too, just in the way that you're talking about things, like this is something that you're, you're living and breathing right now. And you're really implementing because I can absolutely feel it. Like I, what I get from you right now is like this, this huge air of like, literally anything is possible. Yeah, exactly. Exciting. Okay. So people want to learn more about you. I'm going to tag your social media. So your Instagram in the show notes, but go ahead and tell people where they can connect more with you. Yes, um, you can find me on Instagram um, at Maiza Lima Rock. <laughs> it's a very interesting handle, I know. And most people have a really hard time. Like when they meet me for the first time, especially in person, they're like, ah, I don't want to say your name because I'm terrified of saying it wrong. And it's totally okay. Like you can say my name wrong. Like you can call me corn, unicorn, popcorn, anything you want. Um, <laughs> I don't care. So yeah, mostly just on Instagram, honestly. And yeah, watch what's in the name. It's it's pretty cool um, film and it made my mama cry. So oh, oh, <laughs> I'm proud yeah. of that. Oh, I'm definitely, that's, that's going on my watch list. I'm super excited to watch that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was such an awesome opportunity to get to know you better. I'm so glad that my audience gets to know you as well. Thank you so much, Osia. Thank you. 
A huge thank you to Maisa for coming on the show. What a great conversation we had. And if you have not already seen the short film, What's in a Name, I would highly recommend it. I watched it immediately after Maisa and I got done talking and... The film was incredibly powerful, and it is a perspective that I think all of us need to be taking a closer look at and be aware of. So thank you again so much for listening. This was such a great conversation. If you have not yet left a rating and review for the podcast, I would really appreciate it. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it really helps me out to continue putting out more free content, doing more interviews, and I've been doing two episodes a week for about, I think, almost the last two months. So let me know if you've been loving the two episodes a week, what you want to hear more of, and I am so pumped for future episodes. We've got tons more amazing guests lined up, lots of great solo episodes, lots of Q&A coming, so stay tuned. Lots of good things coming your way. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you next episode. Bye.